Well, good morning and welcome to the third service at New Spring Church this weekend. Um, I'm not usually here on most holiday weekends. It gives me a chance to get away and and start prepping for the rest of the year. In fact, that's the time that I use to, people are always asking me, where do you come up with these series? And many times what happens is I get away and get away from maybe the the, the day-to-day management here at New Spring and just all the things I have going. And and it's just a great opportunity for me. Or sometimes I deal with projects. Usually on a holiday weekend, I'm in between series. And so uh, it gives me a chance to catch my breath. I had planned to be away this week. Uh, but I'm here at least for the next few minutes. As soon as the service is over, I hop in the car and go to Dallas for a couple of days to work on a project there. Uh, but I'm here today largely because of this guy. He, he was supposed to be your speaker this morning, but then he got chicken pox. That's right. Oh, he's not contagious. He wants you to know this has been some time back. And he, he wasn't really sure how he was going to be doing this weekend. So I said, hey, I'll stay in town. Uh, but all, that's just a little background because what happened in the days after that decision was made has led up to what I'm going to talk to you about today. And guys, I've been your pastor for almost 24 years. Um, this coming June, it will be 24 years. And I've never asked you for anything that you didn't step up to the plate. And that's been when we were a small church of 350. And, it, and I, I believe it's true today. Uh, this morning, I, as I have with the other two services, I just need to look at you and ask for something. Um, it's very rare that I do that, but this morning I really need to ask you for something. And for those of you who, who just feel like pastors talk about money, could I just tell you right now, you can just take a deep breath, it's not money. And sometimes I'll tell you there are things that are, are tougher than money. And, and in fact, this is one of them because often I'll put money down before I'll give my time because my time is so precious to me. But today, I just need to talk to you about New Spring Church. Um, I don't know if sanctified, scared is a, is a good expression, a true expression, but that's what we are. <clears throat> We're truly scared here in the leadership at New Spring, and I'll tell you why. Last weekend, I don't know how many of you were in the 11 o'clock service last weekend, but it's, our church has been growing real rapidly lately. I actually had to stop the service in the, in the middle of 11 o'clock, and so you guys were so kind. I said, if you've got a purse where you are, or, you know, on a pew, or if you got a coat on your pew, would you, you know, please put it under the pew and then scoot close together, and if there's space, would you wave your hand? Um, and the reason I said that was I, I, I usually set up at the, one of the top galleries in worship during the worship service because I love to just be where you guys are, but I kept noticing that there, was, there were people trying to get it into my pew because people were just pouring in. So I finally came down here and sat where Deb is sitting, and I looked at, and there were people lined all the way across the back wall here and on the back floor of the galleries and the balcony because people were looking for a seat and couldn't find a seat. And so I, I knew we were jam-packed. That's just a, just a normal November Sunday. Um, what really got, got, got me down was, um, and I know many of you had to park on the grass and stuff, and we were out of parking, but I was told that there were a number of cars, people that were trying to get into the church, and they just couldn't find a parking place and turn around and left. And if there's anything that gets my attention, it's when somebody wants to be part of what's going on at New Spring, and we don't have space. So... We've been, we've been working on some things for a good while, but we thought we had a little more time, and clearly we don't have the time. So what's happening today, the reason Dan and Lance and I are up on stage is we're just putting the accelerator down and coming to you hat in hand. I always want to have hats on, but we're, we're coming to you asking for your help. Before we get there, though, look, let me just show you something. I, I'm, not a, I'm not a numbers guy. I don't like stats and graphs and stuff, and usually when people show me pie charts, I run screaming for the hills. 
um, but Mary Alice was just, you know, I'm, 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 was talking about growth, and, and I'm typically being more conservative than I should be. And so Mary Alice pulled this graph for me, so I'd like for you to take a look. This is what's happened at New Spring in the last four years. Um, as you know, if, let's just look at those two bottom uh, years, which would be 05 and 06. Uh, New Spring Church went through a sizable transition in 2004. We were pretty much a traditional church. When I use the term in-reach, I mean most of the reach is to take care of the people on the inside. And our growth, the growth that we had, primarily was from people, you know, moving from one church to the next. You know, I always tell you guys, God called us to be keepers of men, not uh, fishers of men, not keepers of the aquarium. And, and I really believe that. And so, you know, when our church began to build bridges to people on the outside, it wasn't always a popular thing. And, and we were averaging probably about 1,100 per Sunday in those days. And we, we lost a number of good people that just saw things differently from us. Uh, but starting in 2005, 2006, we began to experience some growth as God began to bring people in. But we were also still experiencing loss at that time because there were, we, we were undergoing a series of changes. We had like three or four years of change. And part of that was relational to growth. There was a time when we had to convert all of our adult space to kid space. And that meant no more Sunday school and, and our kids' ministry. Um, you know, changed. But we had two wonderful things happen during this time and growth all during that time. I've always thought one of the greatest gifts that God ever gave New Spring Church when we were just going through the most difficult time in the transition, you know, and I'll be honest with you, I was starting to get discouraged. Uh, we were praying for somebody to be our worship leader. And four years ago, November, four years ago, November, God sent Lance and Jenny Cummins our way. I've always joked, the Bible says sometimes you entertain angels unawares. I've joked many times, we're not sure that Lance and Jenny aren't angels. But Lance and Jenny and, and, and their family, Ellie, Mike, and Anna, they've just been such a blessing to New Spring. And they came four years ago in November, and I just felt like God helped us at that point really get on the right track with what worship is all about. And I appreciate so much Lance's leadership. Uh, for those of you who know him, you know that the guy on the stage is the guy you see all the time. He has a heart and a passion for God, and so I appreciate that so much. 2006 was a pivotal year for us, too, because I felt like, you know, now our, our God was working and leading, and people were coming, and great things were happening in people's lives, but kids' ministry, to me, is the front-burner thing of what church is about, because what happens if, if all the adults are served, but you lose a generation of kids? And uh, you know the story, I won't bore you with it, but I was preaching in Canton, Ohio, and I was flying home and looking out the wind at 36,000 feet, and I said, God, we have to have a solution. And, and I don't, God doesn't talk to me out loud, so I don't want to freak some of you guys out. But it was like God just said in my heart, talk to Dan Kubish about it. And that was crazy. I knew it was crazy to me, it would be crazy to Dan. Dan was already involved in a million things. But many years ago, he had told me, if I could do what I wanted to do, I'd like to have a whole bunch of kids in a big room, and I'd like to have it exciting and enthusiastic and life-transforming. You know the story when I land in Atlanta, because no matter where you're going from Wichita, even if you're going to heaven, you have to go through Atlanta. Um, <laughs> got off the plane in Atlanta and freaked me out. I was going to Wendy's to get a big Diet Coke, and all of a sudden I heard a voice, and it was Dan and Debbie calling out to me because they were coming back from a judgment house meeting in, in Orlando, and I didn't even have the courage to tell them what I was thinking right then. Waited till I got home. But Dan and Debbie Kubish took Kids World, and I'll tell you, the rest is legend. Um, because God has just done and is doing extraordinary things with kids' world. So if you look at those two years in there, 05 and 06, we were going through a lot of transition. We, we were just, we were following God, you know. I mean, to us, it felt like we were feeling our way along, but all, I mean, God clearly had our hand. And so, you know, that, that was great. Well, 
2007, that's where the yellow is. That was an interesting year. We really began to grow. And we, we uh, in fact, if you see that area there, it's a little bit flat in the middle of the year. Starting in May, we planted another church, and then we changed the name at that point. That's when we became New Spring Church. Um, and then you can see we just took off at the end of 2007. And then, you, of course, see the winter months there. But then 2008, take a look at that. In fact, our lowest month, July, in attendance is pretty close to the highest month in 07. And then by, you can see where Pilotark is, and they're going into September and then even going up. We've just had a, a tremendous year. Last weekend, we had 3,120 people here in three services. That's, you know, just give God praise. You say, Mark, is it about numbers? Why do you count people? We count people because people count. Uh, in the Bible, they counted people. They didn't count offerings necessarily. At least they don't report what the offerings were. There's what the people, because every person is a never-dying soul. It's a life, a person whom God created. And so, we, you know, we've just really experienced great growth. But what I want to give you, maybe it'll help you contextualize this. And thankfully, Billy Poor, our executive pastor, is such a good steward, such a wise man. And he really watches out for trends and things that are happening here at New Spring. We went over 3,000 on a normal Sunday. If you back out Christmas and Easter, we went over 3,000 on a normal Sunday a year to the week that we went over 2,000 for the first time last year. So New Spring is going. And you know what? Aside from, from God's blessings, which is the primary thing, it's your fault. It really is. <laughs> it is your fault. Because you guys go out to the community and you say, you've got to come to my church. And uh, yeah, God bless you. You guys are awesome. I don't even have to ask you to do it. I don't think I could stop you from doing it. You know, you guys just say you got to come to my church. And so we just, you know, we're growing really, really heavy. So on this holiday weekend where, we, where it tends to be a smaller group, more, more in family. And by the way, if you're visiting New Spring today with the holidays, my apologies to you. Except if you're a God follower, maybe some of the things that we'll talk about will be helpful to your church. And if it's not, you can at least pray for us as we, as we tend to go, as we're trying to go forward here and, and do what God wants us to do. Here's the deal, guys. I don't ever want to get to the place where there's not enough space or there's not enough room at New Spring. There are just too many wonderful options. There are too many things. And somebody can say, well, Mark, maybe we're getting too big as a church. One of the expressions I've heard through the years is people say, well, I like a small church. And every time I hear that, I know it's well-intended, well but if I were to say this morning, I like a small church, I would make at least three mistakes. The first mistake I would make is the misunderstanding that it's not my church. It's Christ's church. Jesus said, upon this rock, I'll build my church, and gates of hell will not prevail or stop it. So it doesn't belong to me. The second mistake I would think is that it's about me and my comfort zone. But it's not about my comfort zone. You know, it's about Jesus being comfortable here. It's not about me being comfortable. It's his church. He died for it. We just sang that song a moment ago. You know, the king of glory rescued me. You know, I, wow, that song is so intense for me. Every time I sing that, I think about, I mean, I just see Jesus dying on the cross and the nails in his hands and him hanging there. And it, it just washes over me when I sing that song. And so how can I dare think that this church is for my comfort? I didn't die for anybody. It's him. It's his, his comfort. And then the third mistake that I would make is I would, I would forget about the fact that heaven is not full enough and hell is too full. You know, if, if all of a sudden we get all the people we need in heaven, then I'm all about small churches. 
but it's not that way. It's about people. And, and so I, I hope that none of us ever thinks. I don't think that we do. But let me just say, in case we do, let me take you to the Bible before Dan and Lance and I start talking here. Well, let me just take you to the Church of Jerusalem for a moment. And, and, and if you like a small church, you'd have liked the Church of Jerusalem on the first Sunday because they had 120 people. But you'd have only liked it on the first Sunday. Because the Bible says those who accepted his, that's Peter's message, were baptized and about 3,000 were added to that number in one day. So we had 3,100 and what, last week? How many, what was the total? 31 something. 31 something, okay, whatever. But that's about the size of the early church. They, they had started with 120 and added 3,000 in one day. But a few weeks later in Acts 4 verse 4, the Bible says, but many who heard the message believed the number grew to about 5,000. And then in Acts 5, verse 14, yet more and more people believed and were brought to the Lord. Crowds, that means they had a hard time numbering them, of both men and women. Acts 6, verse 7, so God's message continued to spread. The number of believers greatly increased in Jerusalem. And then Acts 19, verse 20, so the message of the Lord spread widely and had a powerful effect. I mean, that is what God intends. That's the norm. See, for churches to flatline like they're doing in America, that's not the norm. Something is wrong there. When, when churches begin to get into God's program, God begins to trust that church with his most precious possession, which is people. And that's what we think about all the time here. So, you know, for all of you who've been here for a long time or all of you who've just come in the last few weeks, what I want to say to you is this is a church about people. Our belief has been this, that if we're about money, then the money will dry up. If we're about status or prestige, that will go away. But we believe if we're about people, and if we're about changed lives, like you saw in Gus's testimony, if we're about changed lives, then we'll always have a reason to exist. And that is what New Spring exists for. So here's what I want to talk to you about today. How can we, how can we make more room for people here at New Spring? I have a couple of suggestions that I want to talk to you about this morning. And then Lance and Dan are going to talk to you about some things as well. But Here's the first thing. Our most crowded service is 11 o'clock. And Saturday night is our newest service, and it's the service where there's the most room. So think for a moment. What does that say to us all? Um, I'd like to ask certain ones of you guys, if you're in a particular, particular stage in life, you would be the ones who would be the most uh, blessing to us if you could think about moving to Saturday night. Now, obviously, not everybody is going to move to Saturday night because if you did, then we'd have trouble on Saturday night and be trying to move you back to 11 o'clock on Sunday morning. But if you have kids between the age of birth and five years old, if you could possibly, if we could just have two or 300 from the 11 o'clock hour move to Saturday night, that would be a great blessing because it would open up more space at 11 o'clock and we would fill up pretty much on Saturday night. We started on Saturday night. Lance, you remember the days we had maybe 150 and we were wondering if it was ever going to go anywhere. We didn't have kids ministry. And so little by little, Dan was able to bring in more and more kids ministry. And now we're averaging about 600, five, 600 on Saturday night. And so it would give us all kinds of opportunities. So frankly, I'm just going to ask you if you would even consider that. And some of you can say, well, Mark, I'm a Sunday person. I, I, I like to worship on Sunday. That's great. Not a problem because there's always going to be worship services on Sunday. But if you could say, hmm, Saturday night might be a real option for me at 6 o'clock, um, then I'd like to ask you to think about that. Because if you did, it would, it would just bless us on both days. One of the things that we're doing, Dan, is we're trying to make more space for kids. And before we go any further, I'd like for you to talk, if you will, please, just a little bit about what's happened in kids' world in the last two years since you and Deb have led that ministry, where it is, 
how desperate you guys are, <laughs> space issues and some of those things. Our first year, when we took over, the first year after we opened up our environments, Lance was gracious enough to give up his choir room, and pastor and the staff was gracious enough to give up the office area, which is now the two- and three-year-olds. And uh, once we made all those moves and Dale created the wonderful environments that the kids experience now in those areas, we grew by 128% that first year, which uh, we knew we'd grow some but had no idea it would be like that. And even this year, I remember last year at budget time talking to Billy, our executive pastor, thinking, well, how much could we grow this year? And, you know, budget-wise and all that stuff. And so we, we kind of said, well, 25%. Surely you won't grow more than 25% this year. And, but the, the kids don't listen to adults as far as inviting uh, kids. And so we have grown by 70% this year. And, uh, and which is awesome. I mean, we, we just think that is marvelous. But with that becomes a few problems, and that, that is a uh, lack of space. Uh, there was a couple Sundays ago where we had 42 heartbeats in the three-year-old room, and that's like hurting cats when you get that many in there. And, uh, you know, and it, it's just, it's a wonderful thing, it, a wonderful thing, and we're blessed by that. And, you know, for us, Debbie and I, my wife is right down here. She's the announcement lady. Uh, my wife and I, you know, where we judge whether we're a success or not if whether a kid would invite another kid to come to New Spring. You know, it's not whether they can quote 70 verses back to us or get 100 patches or stickers fill up a wall or a helmet or whatever. We want to know, are the kids so excited about what they're learning about God and what God's Word says and how it affects their lives? Will they invite someone else to uh, kids world and a couple of months ago we had what we call buddy day we didn't advertise it in here we just advertised it in our kids environments and that's the only place we advertised it we didn't promise the kids any prizes a trip to disneyland if they brought a friend all we said was there's only 25 percent of the kids in wichita go to church on a regular basis can you imagine what a mission field and I, we told the kids we want you to find the other 75 percent that don't go to church anywhere and we want you to invite them on this sunday because we're just going to have a ball and we're going to tell them about jesus Jesus and what Jesus did for him, them. And uh, so we had, that Sunday came, and we had 91 first-time visitors to Kids World, just kids bringing kids. And I love it, and Debbie loves it. We stand at that door, and every Sunday, some kid will come up and say, Mr. Dan, I want to introduce you to a friend of mine that I brought today. And that is what it's all about. That's what uh, we believe Kids World is all about. But with that growth, Pastor and Lance, comes problems. And part of the problems that we're having is lack of space. Even though we've taken every square inch we possibly could and created into kids' space, actually put a second floor into our theater space to have more space, we are quickly running out of space. In fact, our Venture Avenue Theater, our puppet theater, theater. We actually run two programs per hour. While you guys are in here, they're actually only taking half the kids because that's all that'll fit in the Venture Avenue Theater and do a program. Then they take those kids out, put them in their classrooms, bring the other half and do it again. So they're actually doing four services per Sunday just to get all the kids in. And it's a marvelous problem to have. But with that, we need more space and more volunteers. Well, you were talking about growth by 70%. What, how many kids, and this would be like what, birth to f- fifth grade? Yeah. How many kids you guys have now? Well, you, uh, on Sunday, with everybody involved in Kids World, uh, in all the rooms, uh, a couple Sundays ago, we had 760. And wow. when uh, we took over, uh, I remember Debbie and I, when we first started, we were excited when we hit the 200 mark. I was looking at a graph <laughs> in 2006 when we finally hit 200. And so now that's almost humorous now because... Uh, of, you know, we have that many just in one theater. But it's, an, you know, we, we just love it. And I don't want you to feel sorry for us, you know, because what we do, we love. 
but we do need help because, uh, you know, we really believe the kids' ministry could be the growth engine for the church, and there's so many. What I love, Pastor, is when I see grandparents coming down to check out our theater space to see if they want to bring their grandkids now with them, you know, and that is an awesome, an awesome thing, but we do need, we do, do need more help. And well, that's the thing, and, and I always laugh about this because yeah, you always hear about churches where they say all they talk about is money, and I keep laughing because I think sooner or later we're going to be known as the church that all they talk about is volunteers because that's really true. I mean, volunteers are the lifeblood here at New Spring. That's right. And that's you know, how many do you have already? We have over 300 volunteers that help us. I mean, when I, we started, we have 75. And I remember going home after that meeting and told Debbie, what am I going to do with 75 volunteers? That just seems like a whole bunch. And now having 300, but we need every one of them. Uh, that's the thing. We need every one of them, and we need more. I mean, uh, we want to start on Saturday, this coming Saturday night. Uh, we are going to actually start a full-fledged Kids World program all the way from birth all the way to 252 to age 5th grade. So we invite you to come on Saturday night at 6 o'clock, and we're going to have the Kids World program like we run on Sunday. It's going to be up and running on Saturday. And there will be a few extra special things in there for the kids. Uh, this week we're going to do a pizza party and pop party at the end. And In fact, I think we're even going to leave the place open at the end of the service. So mom and dad, if you want to come down and go on the 80-foot obstacle course with your kids and lose a little bit of weight, uh, you can do that at the end of the service. But, uh, you know, it is an awesome opportunity to be involved. And, and you know, we just, we're looking for people uh, to well, help us. And I know that, that you guys may think that this is just, sh- somebody could say, well, that's just shameless pandering to get people to come on Saturday night. And you'd be right. That is exactly what it is. Right. Uh, and, and, and here's the thing, guys. I mean, we have a long-term plan. I mean, because our next thing is a kid's building. And we're, but we're at least 18 months away from that. So, you know, we're looking and saying, what happens if we were to grow again, like we grew in 2008? And why not? If God's blessing, why, why would we restrict God's blessing? But what this does is it gives us a chance to have some breathing room. If you could, so if anybody could say, well, hey, you know what? Saturday night could be a good option for me. And actually in the shameless pandering area, Lance is actually designed for us a whole new way of thinking for Saturday night, and so I'm going to turn it to you now, Lance. Yeah, we're going to call it Saturday Night XL, and that XL Mm -hmm. stands for a lot of things. It could mean um, extra large. It could mean 40. I don't don't know. Um, (laughs) We're going to do a couple things, though, for for the big people. Uh, Besides what we're doing for Kids World, which is really awesome, doing full, full blast kids ministry like we do on Sunday mornings, uh, with the extra stuff. But what we're going to do in here is uh, we're going to uh, provide soft, free soft drinks and that sort of thing instead of just the coffee. So if you're like not a coffee drinker, maybe that's, maybe that's who we're talking to. Come Sweet. on Saturday night. That's right. Diet Coke for you. That's right. I mean, that's, All so you need to come on Saturday night. I'll be like. here. We're going to do, we're going to, uh, on the, um, on the non soda part, we're going to do uh, some additional music and that sort of thing, like at the end of the service and uh, for those of you that, that like the music, and we'll give you a chance if you don't to slip out early. Um, but uh, that's uh, for the Saturday night thing. Just kind of, just kind of give it a little extra special um, uh, touch to it, and just um, like like Mark said, honestly, it's, it's shameless pandering. We we really need people to move to Saturday night, and I, I like. I mean, in a sense, yeah, it's you know, it'd be really great if you'd help us. But I think it also gives you a sense of of, of really being a part of our ministry and helping us reach more people because guests most often come to this 11 o'clock service. And, um, you know, like Mark said, it would be a shame for us to be taking up seats that uh, people are trying to come in and get in and if, if it's possible for you to move to Saturday night, if that's a, an option for you. 
Well, I think it is. And then just uh, if you're taking notes here, now Saturday night changes start this next Saturday night. We're starting Dreams next weekend. It's a brand new series. I can't wait to get it. It's the greatest series I've ever brought to this church. (laughs) I'm always saying that to the staff, and they do the same thing to me that you do. But the truth is, I mean it with all my heart. You know, I drink my own Kool-Aid, so I I just... (laughs) but it really is. I mean, I, I, I talked to you about getting away on the weekends. I was away New Year's weekend this last year, and Morales and I were in a hotel room in Dallas. I just got my computer out and started writing. God just started showing me things in Jeremiah twenty nine eleven, And I wrote out pretty much the whole series on New Year's Day, and I've been working on the series all year, and I just can't wait. I mean, I wish it was next Saturday right now. I'd go ahead and get started. But, um, you know, the thing, the thing is, with, with, with all the things that God is doing here, um, if if you can help us, and for some of you, like I say, because obviously we can't have everybody in 11 o'clock service move to Saturday night, but if we could just have two or 300, especially if you're in that age group, it'd be great. One more thing, we are doing something though that starts on January 11th, so if you could just write that number down on your paper or keep it in your head or tattoo it on you or something like that. January 11th is really a big day because we have some, we have some things that are going to transition on that day. Now, for many of you, this will not be, it will be nothing for you but a blessing. If you're an 11 o'clock attender, this time change will not affect you except when you try to get into the parking lot. The 930 service will start, the begin time for that will be 915. Because one of the real issues that we have is park, you know, parking and getting in and out, ingress and egress. Um, because we have the 9.30 service exiting and the 11 o'clock service coming in, and it can just be a nightmare. Sometimes it's the mother of all traffic jams, and a lot of you have been in that traffic jam. So we're going to move the times apart a little bit. We're going to start at 9.15 instead of 9.30 for the early service. 11 o'clock service, service will stay the same. Now, we'll be adding a fourth service that day, kind of a specialty service. And that will be at 12.30 on Sunday afternoon. So Lance and I will be grabbing lunch um, in between the services, I guess. But it'll be a different kind of service in that it'll be kind of an adults-only service because there won't be Kids World at that point. It just gives us another opportunity. So if you're empty nesters or if, um, you know, you're single or, you know, maybe a young adult or whatever, you're just in in a stage in life where you may not have kids um, or maybe you can give your kids away or something before that's... no. 1230 is a whole new option. So, and, and, and just like the Saturday night service, you know, the Saturday night service started like with 150 people, and then it grew, and now it's like 600, and we've got all new opportunities with that. We just want to create more opportunities for you guys to have a chance to worship God, and more, more time opportunities. So on January 11th, we start those two things. We'll be starting a brand new uh, series, January series that day. Uh, so just keep that in the back of your mind. The time changed to 915, and then the additional service at 1230. One thing we want to make sure you know, when we're asking for volunteers, you might say, how do I volunteer? You can go online at newspring.org and click on uh, volunteer, and you can fill out there. Or after the service, uh, on either side, check in, uh, one over here, one outside of those doors. Debbie and my wife will be at one, and Carla, our preschool director, and her husband, Daryl, will be at the other one. Sean, uh, who does our security, our youth pastor, and uh, Trish uh, uh, Woodbury will be there to answer your questions as well. But if you'd like to volunteer for Kids World, whether it's doing technical or music or just hanging out with the kids, going through the inflatables. A couple weeks ago, I had a kid come down. We have an indoor basketball court, by the way. And, and a kid came down and told me, that's the first time I ever played basketball with an adult. 
And that is cool, you know? And if you just like to do that, we can use you. If you'd like to do registration, check in the kids. Also, a big need that we have, big need, is security people. Sean Swornson, our youth pastor, is overseeing that. And we need people to be security people for our kids' ministry. With our growing kids' ministry, there's always, you know, custody issues and stuff like that. So that is a big thing to us. And if you could come back there and see us, you have to fill out an application and be background checked, and we'll give you a badge. But also, if you don't say, Dan, I don't even want to be next to a kid, you know, and maybe there's some people like that. God bless you, you know, you're missing out, but God bless you anyway. But, you know, uh, you know, but another place you can help us is in first impressions, being a door greeter, handing out bulletins, being out in the parking lot. Starting in in December, we're going to actually start having a parking lot crew that's going to tell you where to park so we can empty out and come in at a, a, a better pace. And if you can help us do that, volunteer for that, or maybe you'd like to do the coffee ministry. You know, if you can make coffee and just put the stuff out there in any one of our four services, we need you. But you can do that today by going to either one of those check-in stations, and someone will be there to answer all your questions, and you can volunteer. Wow, that's good, Dan. I, just let, leads me to this, and I'll close here. In Isaiah 54, verse 2, God was talking to Jerusalem about what, his, what their future plans were. But I think the principle is there for any, any ministry or any place that God is blessing. Now, listen to this, guys. God says, enlarge your house, build an addition, spread out your home, and spare no expense, for soon you will be bursting at the seams. Well, already we're bursting at the seams, Okay. But I like that expression where God says, spare no expense. I honestly believe that there's a certain group of people here at New Spring. I mean, we're all glad to be New Springers and be part of what God is doing. But I think through the years I've learned that there's a group of people here at New Spring Spring that I would just say they're whatever it takes people. They're, They're the kind of people that say whatever it takes you know, if you want me to pitch, I'll pitch. If you want me to play left field, I'll play left field. If you want me to be bat boy, I'll be bat boy. But it's just whatever it takes. And it's to you that I'm appealing. For those of you who just love this church so much that you just do whatever it takes, I would encourage you to do that. For some of you, it might mean moving to Saturday night. For others of you, it might mean volunteering. And Because as I said, that's the lifeblood here of New Spring is volunteering. And so if you're in that group and you're just saying, okay, here I am. I don't even know what I'm good at, but I'm willing to volunteer. You know, where do you need me? That would mean so much to us because here's the deal, guys. Let me say this. I believe God wants to do something great with this church. I see some of our trustees out here today, and you guys are so probably tired of hearing me say this. But at the end of so many meetings, we'll finish the business, and I'll look around the table and say, you know, guys, very few people ever get to be part of doing something great. A lot of people make a lot of money. A lot of people will get, you know, far in life the way people look at it. But if you're part of New Spring, you're part of something great. You're part of something that God is doing that's changing this world, and it's impacting eternity. Ten million years from today, it will matter what happened at New Spring today. And when you're part of New Spring, you say, well, Mark, I I can't be like you. I can't stand on stage and talk. Okay. But you know what? If you're part of what's happening at New Spring, you'll be there to reap rewards right there with me. Because every time someone accepts Christ, every time somebody's life has changed, every time a family is put back together, every time somebody says, the scores of people have said to me just this weekend, you know, my life changed when I came to this place. You're part of that. I mean, because that's the way God looks at it. He doesn't look at who, there are no stars in God's team. There are no superstars. There's just faithful people. You remember the greatest ability is availability. 
And, and so if, if, if you're here today and you just say, okay, Mark, I'm a new springer, and I'm in that category, I'm in the whatever it takes category, where do you need me? And I know the great place to start is the volunteer booths. You might want to talk about worship one, serve one. Well, you know, for, and again, so many of you are new to New Spring. Our mantra here at New Spring is worship one, serve one. We have three services, about to have four. And our goal has been for all of New Springers to, to say, I worship one service and I serve a service. Uh, can you imagine what it would be like, you know, with 300 volunteers, 400 volunteers, whatever we have now? Can you imagine what it would be like if we had seven or 800 volunteers of people that, I mean, first of all, it would be the most unusual church in the country, but uh, wouldn't it be great? And as I said, I know it's not easy. I'm much more inclined to give money than I am my time because my time is precious to me. But what could be more wonderful than serving God's kingdom? Guys, never forget, God only instituted two, God only put his blessing on two institutions, marriage and family and the church. And when you're part of the church, you're part of what God is doing in the world. And I believe that God has given New Spring Door, New Spring Church an open door. So thank you. I'm glad you're here. Glad you're part of it. Thanks for putting up with this talk on a holiday weekend. I hope you feel our desperation because we really are. I mean, it's not desperation in the sense that we know that there's not an answer. It's just we really do need to step up to the plate and do what's available to us. And I just believe if we do that, God's going to blow the lid off this place. How many of you believe that today? I just believe God is going to... Hey, could I read one more verse to you? I said that was the last one. Could I read one more verse? Because somebody could say, well, you're just talking about building a big church in big numbers. That's not what it's about, guys. Paul wrote in Colossians 1.6, the same good news. What's the good news? This is Jesus. The same good news that came to you is going out all over the world. It's bearing fruit everywhere by changing lives, just as it changed your lives from the day you first heard and understood the truth about God's wonderful grace. What's Paul saying? He's saying, here's what the gospel did. First of all, it changed your life. How many of you, you don't have to raise your hand, but just, just say something. How many of you could testify to the fact that God, the gospel has changed your life? I mean, could you just say something today? All right. Paul said it's changed our lives. Now, what happens next is that we go and help other people's lives get changed. That's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. Well, thank you for being patient with us this morning. Next weekend, we start Dreams. Can't wait to get started. I'm going to ask the ushers to come forward, and they're going to receive the morning offering. And then while they're receiving the offering, Dan's wife, Deb, is going to be on the announcement video, and she's got some important stuff to let you know about. God bless. Thanks. And we'll see you next weekend.